Canadian Family Health Counseling provides education and counseling services across Canada and beyond. Our holistic approach, called Neural Network Therapy, uses practical tools to boost mood, reduce anxiety, manage anger, break unwanted habits, and develop strong, healthy relationships. Sit back and relax while clinical director and founder Kim Sargent shares her insights and expertise on why emotional health matters. Hello, and welcome back to Emotional Health Matters. My name is Kim Sargent, and I'm the clinical director of Canadian Family Health Counseling. We've just actually changed our name from the Canadian Family Health Collective to Canadian Family Health Counseling, and obviously to reflect the work that we do in counseling, which, uh, you know, the clinic originally, I, want, I had lots of ideas of things I wanted to do. And I, if, I, if I would have had my way, I think I would have had every variety of health support um, connected to the practice because I really believe that mental health um, requires a whole lot of focus on the physical body. Anyway, as time evolved, you have to specialize. And so I finally realized um, I could do a lot of work referring out to the various nutritionists and naturopathic doctors and massage therapy and uh, craniosacral and um, another one favorite of mine is acupuncture. Anyway, all kinds of great places um, for people to go and um, focus on what's happening with their body. So for today, though, I it's been a while since I've sat to do a podcast on my own. And, and I realized that part of what's happening is that I had a lot of confidence, I think, prior to some of you know that I was in this car accident, which I hate to belabor the point, but sometimes I feel like, you know, to somebody listening to this for the first time, it might be a bit confusing if I don't explain a little bit about what's going on here. So when that accident happened, I think I was I was sort of knocked out of my shoes and in that time, I think I had a lot of confidence because I, I just sort of opened up my mouth and my brain seemed to, to travel at such a speed that whatever was coming out was fitting for the time. And that's not to say that I didn't, you know, if there's, a, you know, I figure we have two sides that we can go on. You're either the person that thinks of what you should have said about two and a half hours after the situation has passed, never been me, or uh, you're the person who is kind of always putting their foot in their mouth. So I certainly have a good habit of that. I can do that quite well and always have been able to. But in terms of counseling, I just seem to be really tapped in and I trusted that. And part of what happened when uh, this accident happened and my processing speed dropped to the fourth percentile, um, my confidence went with it. And, and I realized that I was spending quite a bit of time reviewing what I had said and wondering and becoming actually that first category. So looking at, you know, what was it I could have said two and a half hours later? So a bit of that, but more than anything, it was just that uh, my confidence was shaken. And and that's, you know, I don't know that that's a bad thing. At this point, actually, it feels like it was a good thing. It was a shake up or shake down. Um, sometimes when that happens, I think all the little pieces of you get a chance to kind of, <laughs> you know, disassemble and reassemble, um, hopefully better than ever before. But at the time, definitely that real hit to my confidence was something that I don't, I'm still, I'm still reeling a bit from it. I, I feel a bit weary. I'm definitely very sensitive. Uh, I've always been a sensitive person for sure, but I feel that I'm much more sensitive to any form of criticism or any kind of negativity um, at all. In fact, I, I have to keep myself in a little bit of a bubble that way. So I, I realized that with the podcast, unless I feel like I'm really bursting at the seams and I just have to talk to you about these things, I'm probably best just to stay quiet. And so that might mean that there's some gaps in what's going on. And, and instead of trying to produce a monthly podcast or twice, you know, do, do one twice in a month, I might just do it when it comes to me. And I can't not 
say something. The other thing that I think is interesting is that I think that my brain was able to back then do kind of the assessment of how might people feel about what I'm saying um, and looking at and being sensitive to the needs of all of all sorts of different people that might be my audience when I was speaking in the past. And I think that now I find it difficult. I get a bit lost when I try to look at each and every person's angle of something. So I'm really needing to be very careful about that because I know that we're living in very sensitive times and I want to learn how to be able to be sensitive and aware to each and every person out there with also still feeling um, free and confident to be able to speak up to what I, I want to put on the table and contribute to this conversation. So anyway, that's a delicate balance. I haven't got it, <laughs> but I'm, I'm striving towards it. Today, I want to talk a little bit about boundaries. And, and it's a bit of a funny subject. I think that we've learned over the, the years, the word boundary actually is, is synonymous with this idea of being quite healthy. And I, I don't hold that opinion necessarily. Um, it's not that I you know think that boundaries are unhealthy. And, and that's why I, I call this episode boundaries, the good, the bad and the ugly, because I, I do think that there are three angles to this that I'd like to explore. And I just wanted to give it some food for thought um, for each of you, because I, I, I worry sometimes when I see I, I love that Facebook and, and Instagram and all these things are loaded up with all of these bits of information, a lot, a lot of stuff around mental health, because of course, I feel like I've been jumping up and down, talking about mental health forever. Um, and it feels like finally, it's on the table, it's really here. And people are realizing, hey, mental health is kind of the foundation for the whole thing. <laughs> if you're not feeling happy and healthy, um, not a lot of, you know, good is going to come out of anything that you're up to. So it really is all connected. And with that, I guess uh, the negative part about what's happening or the challenging part maybe is seeing a lot of pop psychology and it's fun. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know how many times I'm sure everybody is now familiar with the narcissist. <laughs> that seems to be a, a really popular one and boundaries comes up an awful lot. And so I, I try to kind of actually keep myself from listening to a whole lot of other things. Um, I read a lot of books for sure, but um, I sort of stay out of some conversations because I really like to know what's mine um, and genuinely and authentically mine to be able to bring to you. And, and I'm going to speak about this really openly, but with the idea that I, I have to promise you, I haven't I haven't gone through to the end of this thought on every subject. So I'm sure there's some holes in it left to explore. But to my way of thinking, uh, boundaries worry me a bit. Um, I think that we kind of, we arrived on the planet in whatever form or fashion, you know, either coming from nothing at all or coming from universal life force, whatever your belief system is, is fine. You just arrived here. And I believe that you kind of come relatively, you know, unencumbered. You just, you know, that's why babies are so perfect, because they're just laying there, this little vulnerable, wonderful, completely trusting person. And I think that they're here without boundaries. And so there's a very thin line, the boarding pass, um, that is, in my opinion, the ego is I think here to say, here's where I end and you begin. So we're here to have this experience with one another, to explore what life looks like, to have this great adventure. And we need that boarding pass to be able to do it. We need to know where we end and something else begins. And if you're in my Emotional Health Matters group, I talk a lot about the idea that it's so great that we are housed in two separate sacks of skin and bones because we can go opposite directions. I can go this way, you can go that way. And we don't have to agree on everything. It's, it's a 
beautiful thing. And that includes in, in relationships of all sorts, um, parent-child, um, in romantic relationships, in friendships, in business partnerships. Um, when we celebrate diversity, I think that that is where we find our connection to one another. So in this idea of having um, this sort of boundaryless uh, being, I think that we're most connected to our source energy. I think that we are the most um, creative. I think that we've got the greatest sense of connection to one another. So therefore, we have a sense of um, beauty and wonder and and trust, uh, faith in, in that all is well and that we're where we need to be. So to me, the idea is actually to really look at this boundary thing and think, well, just a second here. So is there a way to be able to do what we think that boundaries are doing for us without actually building up these walls? Because I think over time what happens is if you imagine that you were just this little square connected to, a, you know, maybe a sheet of, if you're on a sheet of grid paper and you've got your little square and I've got my little square and it's just a thin line. That's the boarding pass, the ego. Here's where I end and you begin. But over time, you learn that the world is maybe not such a great place to be. Maybe there's some pain in your, your family, um, that there are some things that are happening. Addiction might be an example of growing up in a family system for sure, when there's there's a, a lot happening around you, you begin to learn to color in that line a little thicker and a little thicker and a little thicker. And it doesn't happen all at once. It just happens a little at a time. So we don't really notice that it's happening um, at all. It's just something that kind of begin, you know, we put in place to be able to protect ourselves. And I think that this line can be dangerous because I think this is where we begin to make those judgments that say I'm better than you or I'm less than you, which is equally as dangerous and, and challenging for our health and wellness. So in that time of thickening up this wall, I think we feel more separate, more disconnected. Um, I think that we then begin to have that experience in life. And so unfortunately, those relationships that we draw near and the connections that we find, we always find a way. We're really big on making sure that we're right. <laughs> so some people can argue, oh, no, I don't. I'm not competitive. I don't have to be right all the time. And I just I'm going to just say I don't think that's true for any of us. I think we all like to be right. Being right feels good. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, and in fact, again, going back to confidence, feeling right about something is a sense of confidence. There's a freedom to it. So it's okay that we want to be right about things. But one of the things I think uh, that can happen is that we begin to construct this idea of what the world looks like based on the experiences that we've had, and justly so. And then we begin to connect with people and bump around and hang out with these and align with these people and events and circumstances that all feel very much like it's proving the point that we're making. And we do a lot of this, uh, you know, subconsciously. But if we think that the world is not a very safe place to be, we tend to find uh, ourselves connecting with reasons to verify that we're correct <laughs> in what we've just thought. And what's amazing about that is that, of course, nobody wants to be doing that. It's just what happens. But what we can do is we can change it. It's a series. It's a hardwiring that's gone on. And because it's hardwiring, there's a sense for people that, well, then it, it just is so. <laughs> it's what it is. I can't do much about that. And what's uh, the reason why I'm just in love with what happens with the brain and its incredible ability to change itself um, is that that is not a hard and fast rule and that people that have come from incredible tragedy and um, all sorts of desperate Oh, just such painful situations that they have every reason to close themselves off and to draw a very thick magic marker line um, around their little box. Um, and yet they can make decisions to do it differently. So 
in our practice, um, the work we do is called neural network therapy. And, um, and so we work with people to be able, you know, to change these neural pathways in the brain, hence neural networks. And, and we don't think of ourselves as a series of habits, but we are, we are, we, we've got a whole lot of them in place, um, and they run the show. So I'm getting a bit off course. I, I, I'll come back to boundaries here. So when, you know, boundaries are kind of a habit like anything else. And if we picked up um, in some of this pop psychology, this idea that we need to live a very boundaried life um, and we need to make sure that we, you know, express to people what we expect of them and we need to be clear about what we are giving to them. I think that, you know, let's talk about the good, the bad and the ugly. The good part is that we're recognizing ourselves and our value. And I love that part. I think that's the keeper. Um, it is important that we recognize that that who we are and what we're hopeful for in our experience, you know, going around the globe here or going around the sun here um, is something that is what we want it to be. We have the same amount of days as, you know, anybody else. It's just today. So we get up and we get to decide what that looks like. And in that, it's okay that we, you know, it's it's good that we decide hey, I'm going to make sure that I'm clear with each person in my life that I'm treated with respect um, and that uh, we communicate in a way that's respectful and loving um, and that I have kind relationships. All of those parts are the really good parts. So we'll keep those. Um, The bad part, I think, with boundaries is this idea that I think we can begin um, to dictate to the world what it's going to look like. And that, for me, feels very rigid. We start into this thing, and I think it happens over time. I don't think it's something that happens just all at once. I don't see a lot of people that are just sort of showing up on the planet with these really rigid boundaries about things. Um, I think we've learned them. And uh, we try to control things. And and we begin to kind of, um, and we know now, oh, well, I don't want to control in an overt way. I don't want to be an angry, grumpy, miserable person. Um, So I'll be kind of, uh, you know, I'll just be gentle and kind about this, but really, really, really firm in the background. And we actually call that passive aggressive behavior. So everyone knows this person's really controlling. They're just trying to be super nice about it. And I feel as though that has a very repellent effect on one another. I think we all know people that are like that. We might be that person. Certainly I've had times in my life that I have tried to gently um, control a circumstance. And so I, I all of a sudden will catch myself in the act and realize this doesn't feel very good for me. And I'm sure it can't feel very good for those around me. And so I'm working... Uh, I guess, at this stage of trying to figure out how to be able to have these, um, these connections and to, to, to bit by bit erase that line that I've drawn around my little square so that it's as thin as it possibly needs to be. It gets back to that boarding pass state. It's not this thick and demanding line where I've got to walk out into the world and tell you exactly what I need and who I am and what you must do to be able to be near me. Because I think in doing that, I'm, I'm losing, I'm creating, two things are happening. One, I'm becoming so rigid that very much like, you know, if you think about a tree and, and the, you know, very rigid and, and, hard tree standing there in a big storm coming of course it's just going to you know it it's not going to move back and forth with the wind and do its thing it's going to crack and it's going to break and and I think that you know when you think of a new shoot coming out of the ground and this wonderful you know kind of new green life you can think about how different that is and how it moves with things the likelihood of the wind taking it down is quite low um, it has the ability to absorb what's happening around and kind of move freely, independent of what's going on. It's It's got its own little power. So instead of having power by establishing all of these boundaries around me and being clear with people, I'm, I, 
and enjoying the process of really working to stand tall within and just allow that to be clear and kind of moving about in this way that's maybe more flexible and maybe less rigid. And so that's kind of the, the message that I wanted to put out with this. The ugly part, I will say, that I threw in there just for the, 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 the saying, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But I think the ugly part about it is that um, it's a messy ordeal trying to figure out how to find that balance. And, and that word again, balance, balance, balance. Um, it is a balance. I think that if there are people who are boundaryless um, or people that are kind of, you know, trying to immediately just lay down and say, I'll just let the world have its way with me. I think that there, um, I think there's some risk involved in that. So the ugly part might be, how do I get to that place where it's just, this is where I end and you begin. And I don't need to decide what that looks like for you in order for me to be okay too. And I'm just going to trust that I'm going to bump into the people, places, uh, and circumstances that fit best for me based on where I'm at. And that's really what it comes to. So when I go back to the idea of trusting within myself, that's the work. I'm constantly in this process of saying, if I'm not feeling so great today, maybe it's not the best day to open my mouth and try to share something with each of you or um, go out into the world in any sort of a meaningful way and interact with those people out there. And if I am feeling particularly um, gentle and um, and loved and safe and in this really you know warm, fuzzy place, that's a great place <laughs> to go out and bump into you know whatever's happening out there in the universe. Um, so as I work on those two things, something I think I've always known, but um, that really I've had to relearn in this um, building back my confidence and understanding more about who I am, I'm aware of the fact that this talk of boundaries is important to me and, and therefore I wanted to share it with you. So I hope that's of some help. Uh, you know, I know I get rambling here there, and everywhere. I have all these things going on that I want to say, um, but I'll leave it with you. Uh, my handful of listeners, I appreciate you so much and thank you for the beautiful feedback. Um, if you aren't familiar with the Emotional Health Matters group, it's a Facebook group that's free to join. We have some wonderful people that jump in and provide us with um, updates on we have a nutritionist and we have lots of um, some exercise people and some um, so some fitness classes and a bit of yoga. Um, we've got some old lessons and speakers in there on various subjects that are all saved in the units and you can explore each of those, but feel free to find us on Facebook. We'd love to have you. And thanks for listening. If you like what you've heard on today's podcast and want to learn more about our counseling and education services, or to get involved with our Grow Happy Gardens Health and Happiness Worldwide Tour, visit our website at canadianfamilyhealth.ca because health and happiness begin with you.